Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where you can hear some popular blogs covering health and fitness, read to you by me, Dr. Neil. But today's gonna be a little different. I'm going to be answering some frequently asked questions. If you're new here and haven't heard the first episode or two, I have my doctorate of public health degree. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified personal trainer or exercise physiologist. So I love answering these kinds of questions. You can send a voice message in at oldpodcast.com. It's really easy and you can do as many takes as you like. No stress there. And there's a good chance I'll answer it right here on the show. So again, just come by oldpodcast.com, submit a question, and you can get some advice pretty quickly for free. So with that, here's our first Q&A episode as we start optimizing your life. Should I eat five small meals per day or three large ones? I get this question a lot. I recently read an article in an e-blast that was sent to me from a very well-known organization, which will go unnamed for these purposes. The article discussed tips for losing weight in the new year. In it, the author claims that increasing meal frequency will, quote, rev up your metabolism, end quote, and help keep those unwanted pounds at bay, you know, some of that holiday weight. Now, I gotta take a step back here. Metabolism, what does that really mean? Well, it's basically referring to how many calories you burn in one day. So this article is basically saying, if you want to burn more calories and potentially more fat, it's better to eat five or more smaller meals each day. While this recommendation is not completely off base, the author does need to clarify something very important here. Eating more frequent meals is typically more beneficial for those that actually exercise and exercise consistently. Also, when researchers are trying to study whether smaller meals will actually increase metabolism, the evidence is not very clear. In fact, the International Society of Sports Nutrition's position on this is that for those that are not very active, they likely won't see any significant changes to their body weight, their body fat levels, or really anything. So in my experience, many find that eating five to six smaller meals each day works best for them regardless of whether they're active or not. But I've counseled many others that find this very frustrating and time-consuming. They don't like to have to plan for five to six meals each day. It's just too much. So who typically is the most successful with their weight loss or their weight management? Well, if you've listened to this podcast, 
I will bet you can guess. So I'm not gonna give it away here, but definitely listen to my other podcasts and you will know the answer for sure. By the way, if you're interested, you can actually access the International Society of Sports Nutrition article, which is linked at the website oldpodcast.com. Is too much protein bad for me? I should actually start by saying that I've had to change my views on this topic. When I was starting in school, yes, we believed too much protein was a problem. In school, in fact, most dietitians are taught that most healthy people need a certain amount of protein each day, and the recommendations usually go something like this. If you're otherwise healthy and not really active, and you're an adult, you need 1.0 grams of protein per kilogram body weight per day. If you're healthy and active, especially if you train with weights, you could get up to 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram body weight. So let's try and make some sense of this because you're probably thinking, I have no idea how much I weigh in kilograms. So basically, a 150-pound adult who's not very active should eat about 55 to 70 grams of protein per day. If a 150-pound adult weightlifts and they want to support muscle growth, they would need about 115 grams of protein per day. Now, I should note that these numbers are the same regardless of whether you are male or female. So it just goes by weight. However, as I started applying these concepts to my clients, I realized that these formulas may be a little outdated. I started examining some of the recent literature regarding protein intakes and overall health, muscle growth, athletic performance, and on and on and on. So here's what I discovered. It seems as though for most healthy adults, now I must reiterate that, most healthy adults, so if somebody has a pre-existing condition, other health issues basically, these numbers may change. But for most healthy adults, consuming more protein does not appear to be harmful. It actually might be beneficial. So again, I wanna be really careful here. When I start discussing increasing protein, people assume I'm automatically talking about Atkins or paleo or one of these other low-carb, high-protein diets. But notice, I did not mention you need to decrease your carbohydrate intake necessarily. You do not necessarily need to jump to an Atkins or paleo-like diet. You can just increase your protein and may achieve some benefits. For example, increasing dietary protein may actually help you feel full longer. This, as a result, may help you control how many calories you eat each day, which may help reduce the risk of diabetes, may improve muscle growth and athletic performance, and may even prevent osteoporosis, which is basically holes forming in your skeletal structure, which makes them really brittle and more likely to break. If you're otherwise healthy, free of kidney problems especially, and even if you're not very active, I would recommend that you consider consuming more lean proteins each day. This may not be that difficult to do. It just may mean having a little more chicken on your salad at lunch, maybe a little larger portion of fish at dinner. These would be examples of lean proteins. And instead of having a calorie-heavy smoothie or energy drink when you feel tired, energy drinks have their own issues, which I'll talk about later, have a protein-rich snack in the afternoon instead. You'll likely feel a boost of energy. That's because protein-rich foods actually help you feel more energetic. Carbohydrates, on the other hand, especially when you consume them alone, tend to make you feel sleepy. These adjustments will likely not require a drastic change to your lifestyle, 
but a little increase in lean protein may go a long way. So what types of lean proteins should you eat? I gave you a couple of examples. Chicken and fish are great, but what about those protein supplements and meal replacement shakes? Well, that's enough material for a separate podcast. So just hang on, keep listening, and I'll get back to that. And that's the first Q&A. Again, if you want to send in a voice message, I'll take a listen and there's a good chance it'll be played and answered right here on the podcast, especially since this show just launched. You can use your computer's microphone to send in a question. Just visit oldpodcast.com. And it's nice because, again, you can do as many takes as you like if you need to before hitting that submit button. That wraps up the first week ever of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being a part of this short journey so far and we'll continue it on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.